Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. Welcome to another amazing episode of the Team Building Podcast with Jeff Cohn, where we interview top-level team leaders, broker owners, and direct reports from the top-selling real estate teams across the country. I have an amazing guest today. I've known Aaron West now for maybe almost five years. Um, I've hosted him at my workshop in Omaha. He's actually stayed with us at our house. Um, Aaron and I have been friends where we'd text each other and hold each other accountable to a lot of different things. He's helped me with my weight loss journey, and we have a ton to learn from Aaron today. So without further ado, Aaron, welcome to the Hangout today. Thank you very much for having me. Absolutely, man. Well, we're going to get into a lot of topics today, one including all of the training that Aaron has put into his triathlons. He's been in several Ironmans. He'll get to talk about that. I know he's coming off of a big event he recently did in Germany, which I haven't gotten to hear about, so we'll be excited for him to share that with us. Um, he's also been able to build a very profitable team in Modesto, California, and he's had some struggles along the way. He's going to talk to us about a few of those pain points, and then he's going to talk to us about how amazing of a father he is. He doesn't know that I was going to talk to him about this, but I know a lot of times we want to just focus on business, and I've always said to people, success doesn't come from the success we have within our businesses. It comes from what we choose to do with the success we have in our business, and so Aaron, I think, is a great example of that, and He's shared with me a lot of how he's parented his children. We actually had a conversation just now uh, before coming on live about that and would love to talk about that a little bit. So Aaron, which rabbit hole do you want to start with? Well, let's, let's start with the business rabbit hole and then we'll go down yeah. the rest of them as they Sounds good. So t- yeah. Tell us what your business looks like. And I always tell our guests, you know, don't, it comes from Rock Thomas. Don't apologize for being awesome. Let us know where you're at in units. And I know you're in Modesto. You have a higher average sales price. So if you know your gross commission income, if you know your gross volume. I know our audience always likes to hear what you actually did, not what you're going to do. And then just talk to us about how your team's set up and kind of what you guys are going to do this year. You bet. So um, I have a fairly small team. It's myself, two agents, and then two admin. Uh, We did 104 transactions last year. Uh, We grossed, uh, GCI was just over a million and we were just under 40 million last year. So small team, I like to say we're kind of a, a small ninja team that just <laughs> works really, really smart. Yep, I love it. Dude. So you're still in production? I'm still in production. I don't do any buyers anymore. I'm just on the listing side and am really just trying to just build out the team where, you know, eventually my goal is to step aside from that as, uh, as, as other things appear or life takes its, takes yep. its road. So are you, so you'll go on the listing presentation and then are you also servicing it? Will you call about price reductions? Will you negotiate the contract? All that. I do. I still do those things. My staff is becoming more and more involved in, in that as I, uh, you know, my operations manager is taking on more of a leadership role. Now we're in the process of hiring another agent and, um, and more staff too, because we, we have made some changes to the business to be able to, to get some, 
get some growth in the business. Okay. So a lot of our followers are probably where you are. Now, obviously, I like to try to toot my own horn and push people to a place where they have 40 agents and they get to exit the day-to-day sales and they can just focus on, you know, the visionary type of items like marketing or expanding the team or other business ventures. Um, I know you're on your path to be able to be there or at least be able to empower yourself to be there if you want to be. Speak to your mindset. If you could add 10 more agents and they could do the listing side and you could trust them on the buy side, would you like to step out and not have to service or do you see yourself servicing those deals forever? You know, at this point, I enjoy what I do. And I think a lot of people that have the smaller teams, I think there's like three different paths for teams. You've got the people who come into the business that are just, they build out a huge team immediately and they, they do a ton of numbers and they are very lead generation based with internet and all that kind of stuff. And like you said, I think I'm probably more the traditional team that has an agent that has built a business to the point where it's sustainable and it, it grows. And then you start adding staff to buy time and, and increase profitability. Mm-hmm. And so I think that uh, I don't know that I ever want to go through that messy in the middle stage that you've got to go through when you go from a traditional model to having 10 or 15 or 20 agents. Uh, you know, just where I am in, in my career and business, I don't know that I want that many agents. I do want to grow. I think there's a huge amount of growth in my business. And I think that we can get to the point where with five people or six people, I can exit and still have a really great business. So I I love this, man. I love where you're at. And I love that I know you well enough that I'm going to ask you more challenging (laughs) questions following up with this mindset. Uh, Okay. I'm ready. Everybody listening right now is like on the edge of their seat because there's a lot of people that are in this exact situation where, you know, they're running what you're, what you're saying is the traditional model is what I call the rock star model. Um, so there are the three teams. You've got a community team where everybody just shares an overhead expenses, but you eat what you kill. The rock star model where one person's doing over 50% of the business and everyone else is eating their scraps. And then the CEO model where the CEO who was the rock star eventually gets off the stage, lets other people play in the band and is able to just make a very small margin on all of their deals. But you talked about the messy part and dude, it is messy. There is blood and sweat and tears. And you know, we built our team in seven years, um, going from 70 to over 700 sides with a huge staff. And we did heavy lead gen, like you said, Um, about a third of our deals today come off the internet. Google ads and Facebook ads primarily. A third come from the agent's sphere of influence and a third come from the agent's outbound prospecting efforts. But let's talk about the messy. And I think, I think there is a perception that, you know, a couple of agents and a few admin is doable, but geez, to get to 10 agents and five admin, like it starts to get a little bit intense. So what do you, like, what is your mindset around the messy? Like, what are you nervous about or what have you had some pain points around as you've tried to expand more? You know, it's funny because uh, I did some thinking before we, we started this whole, or when we were getting ready for the podcast. And I think a lot of it, and I, and I think it's true for a lot of agents, is just a fear mentality. And then, you know, what you're comfortable with and being able to step outside of that comfort zone and um, really take a leap of faith. Because to bring on two or three or four more agents, A, you have to have the systems in place to be able to do it. You know, to go from a hundred to two hundred and have two or three extra agents that are brought on, it really is all about systems. And if you have the systems in place and you're able to create an environment where you can bring somebody on and plug them in, which I think you guys have done a really good job at now that you've established everything, I think that's probably the thing that prevents 
me or has prevented the majority of agents from taking that next step of, yep. and, uh, of being able to go to a 10 person team or, you know, go out from there is just, you're so busy in the day to day that you don't have the time needed to be able to work on your business instead of in your business. And so to step away and, and work on your business means that you have to abdicate sooner than you want to, or you think you need to. And, and I think that's what keeps most people from really growing a big team you're, and, you're and myself too. Correct. I, I totally agree with you. You have to be at a point audience. As you listen to this, you have to be at a point where you are angry when you have to service a deal. That's where I was in 2011. I'd been in the grind for five years. I was making a ton of money, 350 grand at 28 years old net. More money than I ever dreamed of making, but I was trading my life for it. I was losing out on life experience. I wasn't living my dream um, and I wanted to do something different. And that's where I, I kind of started becoming obsessed with learning the best systems, the best processes. Um, Jim Rohn has the quote, your level of success will never exceed your level of personal development. Um, the amount of time you put into personal development will truly define the person that you become and the type of people that you attract and the type of people that you retain. Aaron is a master at personal development. As long as I've known him, he's always sought out the best information. He's gone to the top events. He's in the top masterminds. So let's get into that a little bit, Aaron. I know you talk about not wanting to go through the muck, but you are surrounded by people that have created C the CEO model. I think that you probably do see a line, a line that you could follow if you wanted to go through that pain. What would it take for you to say, you know what, Jeff, you're right. I'm not listing another house. You know what? I think that I see the road now more than I did six months ago. So I have always had a coach, business coach, um, very loyal to that, that company. I mean, I get coached by Buffini. I've had the same coach for eight years. And really outgrew my coach. So he was not a coach for teams. He was a coach for an agent. Mm. And he helped me get to a really great point in my business. And recently, I have switched coaches and have a coach now that um, has laid out the path for me to be able to grow my business. You know, I no longer consider my database, which is what most agents you know, especially when they're the, the superstar model of it, right. it's my database. But the reality is, is I haven't serviced my database in years because it's too big now. So we're in the process of transitioning to where the team is now servicing my database, which takes a lot of the ownership out of my hands, which will, you know, already has allowed me to start stepping away from the day-to-day -day stuff because they're now doing it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I love the mindset. It's not Aaron West database. It's your company's database. And any agent or staff member or virtual assistant within your company should be engaging with said database. Gary Keller said it best. He said, any business that's going to leverage and be able to leverage exponentially needs to be able to do so by pushing a button. Essentially, and I was at a business mastermind of his in Austin a couple years ago, that was in correlation to the book, The One Thing. His point was too many people were reliant upon their sphere of influence. Your sphere can't double in size overnight by pushing a button because the sphere is some, you know, comprised of people that know you, like you, trust you, that you have relationships with. It's very challenging to create leads for someone if you're in an, in an environment where you have that bottleneck system where your sphere is just as big as your sphere is. And that's one of the main reasons that we wanted to find other ways to generate leads. It doesn't have to just be the internet, though. There's a lot of great outbound prospecting strategies. So, 
Um, let's switch gears for a second, Aaron. So we got, we talked a little bit, we teased about some of the other things that you're an expert at and we'll come back to business, but, um, this mindset of training and having a coach, I think is ideal. Um, I like that you share that you have a team coach now, of course, when you were servicing and that was all you were going to do, you you had the best Buffini coach you could find to teach you how to be the best at servicing. Now that you want to run a team, you're finding a person that focuses on teams specifically, who has done an amazing job. Um, he and I talked a little bit off, off record. And if I can share it, it sounds like they have about 25 clients that net over a million dollars a year that run teams. So that's awesome. Um, for anyone listening, if you are going to go the coaching route, there's tons of great coaching organizations. Of course, elite real estate systems is one of those. <laughs> I would love you to join us, but if it's not us, have it be someone align with someone, learn from someone that's done it before you. There's no need. We talked about the muck. There's no need to grind through that. You don't need to do it because someone did it before you. So this is a perfect segue into your triathlon training. Um, I trained for a triathlon and quit like a big baby uh, about two years ago. It was a 70.2 in St. George, Utah. But Aaron, you've talked about a lot about your coaches that you've had and mentors that you've had and podcasts you've listened to. Talk to us a little bit about your triathlon journey and some of your big accomplishments with that. So I kind of got hooked on triathlon and the story is too long to tell, but you, you've heard it because my first triathlon I got into was because of a, a buddy across the street that was doing them. And he said, you could do one. And, and it was the worst probably experience of my life, not just athletic experience Give us of my life. The story, dude, I still have the, the image of the lady that passed you up. Just share with us for 30 seconds. Aaron's right, in the race. Tell us about the old lady. All right. So the swim is, you know, everybody thinks they can swim until they actually have to go out and swim. And so I grew up in the water. The swim absolutely wrecked me. And I mean, I was at my limit uh, getting on the bike. I got on the bike. I got passed by a guy on a mountain bike on a bike. And I'm 32 years old. It's fit. And then on the run, it's just a short little three-mile run. And I'm basically walking. And, and this lady comes up to me. And she is 62 years old. And she taps me on the shoulder and she said, it's okay, honey, you can do it. And I'm walking and she runs past me. And I know she was 62 years old because on the back of their calves, when you do a triathlon, they always write your age. And as she was running away from me, I was like, if I ever catch you, I swear to God. And I never saw her again because she was gone. It's okay, sweetie. Okay. So, so that was the hook. And, yep. and so I immediately went out and, and got a coach for for my athletics. And, um, and so I, you know, I've, I've done four Ironmans and 20 half Ironmans. It is, it is what I do. But you know, one of the things that like with Jeff, him talking about training for an Ironman and quitting, and, and this applies to business and life as well, is that the world that we live in right now is very, very, very gray. There is no black and white. You know, I, I was listening to a podcast once of a guy who was this amazing triathlete and his vice was chocolate. So every night after dinner, he would have a couple of pieces of chocolate and he said he'd tried to quit and he was like, you know, I'm going to try, I'm going to cut back and nothing, nothing worked until one day he just said, I'm not eating chocolate for 30 days. And it was a black and white. Hmm. And then he said it was easy for him to not eat chocolate for 30 days because there was no gray area. And I know for you, Jeff, and, and for a lot of people when they're trying new things or when they're, you know, their life in general, it's I want to try or I'm going to. It's not black and white. And so what triathlon has done for me is that it has created a lot of black and white in my life that has transferred to business. I mean, I, I run a very profitable business. I take a ton of time off 
because I'm very intentional about what my goals are and where I want to be. And, and in triathlon, it's, it's the same thing. And, and with eating, you know, I actually, I get coached by a company that is, does nothing but coach me on my food intake. It's a company called MetPro out of Chico. They are, they're awesome. But I wanted to make sure that, um, you know, people, I'm tangenting a little bit, but, you know, people need to eat by what kind of engine they have. Jeff is a semi-truck, right? I am a Ferrari. You can't put diesel in a Ferrari and you can't put ethyl into a semi-truck. And yet the world that we live in is all about these quick fixes where you tweak your engine and you try and sustain that, but it's not really sustainable. So, you know, I have someone who helps me make sure that the food that I'm putting into my body is the right food for me. And there's no shortcuts. It's just all about eating well. Yeah. And, and so, you know, I think with, with triathlon and coaching and just life in general, it's, it's all about creating little black and whites in your life. And the more black and whites you create, the bigger your life becomes. I love it. I think you said it best, man. And I totally agree with you. Um, one of the things that I found with triathlon training that really shocked me was the commitment and focus. Um, the eating was just one part of it. And you talked about the semi truck. I was eating as if I was a Ferrari, which I think was part of my problem. <laughs> For sure. Uh, I think I need to eat more semi truck food. But I couldn't believe how focused I had to be. And, and you know, it's hard. And so like back to you, you know, taking this as a parallel back to business, when you choose to start stepping out of different roles and trusting in other people and putting admin in place and having people service deals that you used to always service, that takes huge focus. You'd think it'd be the easy route. Oh, I just, I won't worry about it. But you do need to worry about it. In the beginning, you need to inspect what you expect. And um, I know triathlon for you has really put you on a great path of time blocking, being consistent. I mean, you have a nutrition coach. You probably had a tri coach or still have. I still do. Yeah. You connect with. You have a real estate coach. You probably have a spiritual coach. Um, <laughs> maybe. Um, so I know Aaron is a great example of that. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to talk about it. So let's segue into fatherhood. I, every time I talk to Aaron, one of the things that stood out has stood out to me about him is he always asks how my family is doing. And it's not like, like, a, like a fake, hey, how's your family? And it's like, oh, they're good. Like, he's like, how are your children? How is your, how are your kids? And that always has really impressed me. It's always on my mind. Like, I'm, I hope his family's good, but I don't make time for that in our normal conversations. So talk to us a little bit about your love for your family and how you continue to maintain a strong relationship with your wife and with your boys. So, you know, it just, it, it's all about being intentional. I think again, a lot of people, they focus so much on business or they focus so much on X or they focus so much on Y that it's hard for them to, not, not that it's hard for them. They just don't think about it. And it's easy. I, I know so many people that get are married 20 years, their kids graduate from high school, and then they get divorced because there was no intentionality to the relationship. And, and with raising kids, I come from old school, but I think that kids, as they grow, the boundaries grow, but there always needs to be boundaries. I am not my kid's friend. I'm their dad, mm. right? And so it's, uh, and I am their friend. I mean, that was one of the, the high points of, of my older son of my whole time was when he said that I was his best friend when he was like 13 years old. And I was like, dude, that's, that's legit. That's, that's good stuff. Um, you know, I, I think that the, the, the biggest thing that has helped with raising our boys to where they are today, which are, you know, very pleased with the young men that they are, is that we've, we, we do what we say we're going to do when we say we're going to do it. And, and I think that translates to business too. You know, if you're really good at business, making promises and then 
um, and then fulfilling those promises, how good are you at doing that with your family as well? And a lot of people aren't. They just, they let their kids get, they let the kids talk them into everything. And, and we've just been really on the same page of making sure that um, we, we're working together and, um, and, and trying to raise good kids. And then as far as the wife goes, uh, everybody has had rock, rocky patches. I mean, if you haven't, you're not growing, right? It's like if it doesn't hurt, you're not growing sometimes. But I think that, um, and I can't remember the name of the book, Jeff. You probably know what it is because, you know, you know so much about so much. Stop. And <laughs> what is it? Is, uh, the Love Languages book. Five Love right? Languages. Five, five Love Languages. That was probably one of the best books that we read as a couple. I agree. And, and it really changed how we communicate. And so, you know, my wife's a quality time person. So we have coffee to get together every morning. Jeff was asking me this morning, I don't know how people like coffee. I don't know how they can drink coffee. So gross. I'm not, I'm not a coffee person, but you know what? That's my wife's quality time. So I have one cup in the morning with my wife almost every single morning. And that has transformed our relationship because we understand how that works. So I think yeah. just, you know, being intentional about it and, and really making sure that it's a priority is so important. Looking at these patterns, it's amazing. And this all applies to business. So if you're sitting back and you're like, this is so stupid. We're not talking about business and building teams. You have missed the mark. And I'm sorry, you're probably not going to ever have a successful team because Aaron's sharing with you intimate patterns that he's implemented in his life. So when it comes to how he engages with his family, he obviously has read a book. He has goals that he set. He holds people accountable. He stays focused. He stays intentional. And he's present. And to be successful at anything, triathlons, taekwondo, yoga, you know, whatever the case might be, you have to be extremely focused. You have to know what you're trying to accomplish. And I liked your, your part about not having to be their best friend. So many parents today have such a little time with the kids, so they don't want to create friction when they're with them. And especially when you see like split families um, where they're trading time with the kids, they always want to be the fun one. So they never want to create pressure. They never want to create pain. And you said it best. You are not growing unless you're in the pain zone. Your children don't grow unless they're in the pain zone as well with you. And so that's really important to us as well to create those boundaries for our kids. So real quick, before we end with some business question follow-ups that I have for Aaron, I'm going to poke the bear a little bit. Um, I wanted to invite everyone to come out to Omaha in June. Aaron, I'm going to give you a free ticket if you want to come check it out. We're hosting our second annual Team Building Summit. If you go to the teambuildingsummit.com, you can check out all the details about who we have coming up, who's going to be speaking. Every person I interviewed this year on my podcast is going to have a ticket for free. We want to make sure there's tons of high-level people that you can be masterminding with because as Aaron and I will attest, the value of going to events like this isn't necessarily the content you get at the event, but the time you get to spend with high like-minded individuals, high-level like-minded individuals at night, you know, during the lunches and in the evenings, et cetera. So my event's going to start on June 24th with a poolside cocktail hour and registration party. June 25th, we're going to host the event from 8 in the morning till 5 o'clock. And then that evening on June 25th, we're taking everyone to the College World Series championship game. So the College World Series is played in Omaha every year, and the championship game is that night. So everyone that pays for an event ticket, you can get tickets, general tickets are $297, VIPs $497. We're going to let you come. Um, we're going to take you. We're going to pay for you to go to the College World Series. And then the second day, June 26th, will be another full day, 8 to 5. Those two full days of content we're going to be interviewing agents from my team, talking about agent retention and how to motivate. We're going to be interviewing top-level VIP team leaders who run and have already scaled successful businesses who are running the CEO model, as well as a few that are running the rock star model, similar to what Aaron's doing. Um, and then I have sponsors and VIP speakers like the CEOs of Viral Marketing, Rockerbox, Sisu, REI Vault, 
and the list goes on. So you don't want to miss it. Super inexpensive. 297 bucks. Come spend two days with us in Omaha. Again, that's June 24th through June 26th. Go out to the teambuildingsummit.com. All right, Aaron. We're going to talk about the muck, and I'm going to bring the parallel of the old lady that ran by you and said, it's okay, sweetie. <laughs> when I see agents that are struggling, are an and they're grinding, and they're telling me, yeah, Jeff, I don't want to be like you when I grow up. I don't want to have 50 agents and make, you know, gross $3 million or whatever the case might be. I usually will liken that onto McDonald's and Burger King. I've heard at one point, McDonald's has 10 times the restaurants as Burger King. Why does McDonald's have 10 times the restaurants as Burger King? And maybe they got into the game a little bit before Burger King did. But there's no reason we shouldn't. And you said it before. It's about the systems that we plug people into. And so it's okay, sweetie. Eventually, you'll get there. I love that you said <laughs> in the last six months, maybe a light bulb went off for you. And you thought to yourself, you know, maybe there is a path here. I can't imagine someone wouldn't want to exit if they didn't have, or if they, if they didn't have to be in the sales grind to generate that mm -hmm. income. I can't imagine why someone wouldn't choose to exit the day-to-day. -day. You look at every broker owner in America, I don't know very many brokers that are going out and selling real estate. I don't know very many restaurant owners that are going into the restaurant and serving food. Now, that might, I, maybe I'm crazy and there are a lot of that are doing that. I hope they're not. Because to own a true business, in my opinion, you should be able to exit that business and it should be able to grow without you being present. And so here I am on my soapbox. What's your, what do you say to this, Aaron? I'm going to keep beating you up on that forever. <laughs> so, you know, I, I agree with you 100%. I think that there should be an exit strategy for everybody. And uh, I think that the speed that people get there is all different. Uh, I'm not a, well, that's a lie. I already told you I was afraid of it. So how's that for, for transparency on a, on a podcast? It's scary, dude. <laughs> it is scary. Uh, I do see that there are different ways to get there. And I think that as an agent, figuring out what those ways are and getting the right outside perspective, because I'll remember one of the things that you said, and we were on a ski lift in Whistler coming down the, the road, and I was talking about my team, and he said, you haven't made it as an owner until you don't know what's going on with your team. And you said it not in like a... Um, not in like you don't know, you don't want to know what's going on with your team, but you... you, you you shouldn't, you should be a leader, not a manager. And I think that's the transition that's really hard for people to make. And that I'm in the process of making now is stepping away from that manager side of things and becoming more of a leader. And I think as that leader position grows, then it becomes easier and easier and easier to, to step away from it. Dude, I love it. That's awesome. I didn't, I don't even remember saying that. I never say that. I should start saying that more often. It makes me look kind of bad. So I probably, <laughs> no, it was get coming from a good place though. It was no, I totally get the mindset. Like I'll go and sign my, my business partner. He and I buy about a hundred houses in Omaha every year and I'll have to go sign at some of these closings and the closer will be like, okay, so are you coming in to sign for blah, 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 blah property? And I'm like, I have no idea. They just gave me that $80,000 check, told me to sign on the paper. I hope it's the right house. <laughs> That's my baby. Are you sure? And, and you know, and I think that's something that is as your business grows and, and why this transition I think is starting to happen to me now is we do a lot of events for clients. So we run a really high touch business with our, with our database and our, and our clients. And at the last couple of events, there were a bunch of people there that I had no idea who they were because the team had serviced them in mm -hmm. such a way where they were there, they were thrilled, they were referring, they were doing all the things that they were supposed to do or that we ask of our clients. And I had no idea who they were. And 
you know, as you start to build your business out and you see more and more of that, and then you're okay with it because you know the business is now what is viable. I think that's where, like when you said, or when we talked this last six months have really start a shift for me. Now it's just a matter of the speed that you want that to happen. And guess what? It's not a race. That's the yeah. beauty of life. Like being a better dad or a better spouse or a better mom or a better leader, or a better spiritual leader, or a better CrossFitter, whatever it is you're going for, just be better every day. Just get a little bit better every single day. And to be at a point where Aaron said last, like, within the last six months, he's seen this path open up. That was my exact experience. When I launched the team in 2011, I thought it would take me 20 years. I thought, man, maybe in 20 years, I'll be able to follow the MREA model. I'll be able to make a million a year and exit the business. Three years later, you guys, three years later, I stopped selling. That's insane. Like that, that it can happen that fast, but you shouldn't put a timestamp on it. That creates pressure that it's not in your control. It takes a long time to build your systems, make sure you have the right admin in place, make sure you have the right office, the right brokerage, the right splits. And that's okay. I would just, anyone that listens to the podcast, all I ever put out there and the same thing I say to my family and my kids, just try to be the best version of yourself in every single area, every single day. Be focused, I think, hold yourself accountable, be intentional. And I, and I think that's the secret sauce. You know, a lot of us are really good at holding ourselves accountable or you wouldn't get to the point where you could start building a team, right? We're, right. we're really good at what we do. And so as soon as you start building out a team, and I think what, what happens for a lot of agents and myself included is you get to this place where, you know, I know two and a half years ago, I woke up and my business was doing great. I was making a ton of money. I was able to take time off and I was kind of lost, quite frankly. I mean, I was just floating. I, I had the last two years of doing a hundred plus transactions. And I was, I mean, I was like the big great white shark in my market that swims along that's fat. And if he smells blood, he'll eat something but he's not out hustling. Right. And so I think that, you know, when you yeah. make that decision and you, you start working on it on a daily basis versus just being complacent, which I think is where a lot of teams get when they get to my size or, or this kind of success is, and, and that's where the excitement for me is back into my business because I am making steps every single day to grow the business, to add people and to, to build a bigger life through other people. Yep. I love it. And the, the mindset on that is that you're not doing that to just benefit yourself. The organization that we build is to benefit the clients we serve and the agents and staff that choose to align with us. And if that becomes the focus, you will be a successful organization. The ones where I see it's all about the rainmaker being able to exit so they can make more money and take advantage of more people. Those, those businesses don't last. Um, to end on this, this is a great, great mindset. I speak from stage all over the country on this topic. The top three pillars of scaling a successful business, number one's recruiting and finding talent. Number two is retaining that talent by offering crazy value, and that's within your systems. And number three is offering continual training to each and every agent. Um, just one last comment on elite real estate systems. Our product has, has now been benefiting over 150 clients. We have a um, a huge following right now of both individual agents for $97 a month. They can get eight hours of training content that comes live streamed out of our office. So Aaron would love to have you be a client of ours with that product and let your agents all take advantage of our training. So you don't need to worry about that. Um, and then we have the team leader training, which is an additional four hours of content a month designed specifically for team leaders. That product's $9.97 and gives you unlimited seats in the agent training product. And then there's tons of other discounts that go along with it. So to learn more about that and upcoming events, including the Team Building Summit, go out to EliteRealEstateSystems.com. And I think that's good. I think we can put a bow on this one. Aaron, you were an amazing guest. Love the mindset. 
like I said, I know a lot of our followers are in your exact same position. So if anyone wants to reach out, just kind of give you a shout out. Thank you for being on today. What's the best way to get in touch with you? Uh, Thewestexperience.com is the website. You can reach out to me. My email address is Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at thewestexperience.com. And if anybody has any questions or anything, you know, I've been really fortunate to have a lot of people like Jeff's that are amazing that have poured themselves into me. And I would love to pay it forward. You know, that's, uh, that's how you, that's how you win in this life is paying it forward. So anybody wants to reach out, I would love the chance to help you if I can. That's awesome. Yeah. If you feel like you need to be a better mom or dad or better triathlete or whatever <laughs> it is, hit Aaron up. Aaron's hey, hey, like, Aaron, let me know. Fun. So appreciate that. Aaron. <laughs> Thank you for that. Also, um, just as a last reminder, we, we broadcast this on Roku, um, Amazon Fire Stick, iTunes, YouTube, and Stitcher. But we ask for all of you to leave reviews on iTunes. So if you have an Apple device, please go out there. I think we're almost to 100 reviews. Um, if you search team building in that app and you're not, you haven't been using that app up to this point, we come up first, which I think is pretty stinking awesome considering how many podcasts are out there. You look up team space building, my podcast will pop up first on your phone. So please go in there, give us a five-star review, give a shout out to Aaron. This was great content. He was super authentic, super calm, just a great person to interview. And I would love to have you come back on the show, Aaron. So thank you again. And we'll put a bow on this one for today.